Here's a little update for you about our August challenge. Is it going well, swimmingly well, or abysmal? What lessons are we learning so far? Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. If you'd like to support us, we are a listener supported show. Come join us on Patreon and you can buy t-shirts and all that stuff in the link below and check out our YouTube channels and all that good stuff. So we are just going to come on here and talk about our August challenge, how it's going so far. We've had some more great revelations. Um, <laughs> so we're going to make this one um, deep. This is going to be kind of deep. So this is where we are analyzing our growing situation right now mm-hmm. and how we are if we are to survive off of our gardens. And I use the word survive very loosely. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if we can call survive. We can definitely not say thrive. So there's a difference. Survive and thrive. Survive means you're basically bare minimum going to make it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be thin. And you're going to be hungry, but you're going to live. Thrive means we putting on pounds and we live in we live in a high life, baby. Mm-hmm. So feasts every night, every yeah. night feasts. <laughs> so Batavia and I had just recorded a, uh, a community gardens podcast for the patrons, and then we were kind of talking about the August challenge, and we want uh, we just started throwing around ideas, and I've I've personally picked up on some pretty key points. How about you? Well, yeah, yeah, and it's it's a hard um, realization again. You know, it's like it's a different set of realizations for me, but it's it's a hard truth to kind of face for something you spend so much time doing, so yeah. much energy, you know, putting so much energy into. Um, and for as much as I've gotten right, oh, the list of things that I still haven't quite figured out is getting longer and longer. Yeah. So um, I don't know when the episode comes out where we talk about what the challenge is, but the challenge is basically um, we picked the month of August, which was the wrong month to do. We figured out now, but it's any time of year you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Pick a meal or just one meal a day and try and eat from your garden for one meal. Just you as the gardener, not your whole family, just you and just see how you enjoy it mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I just got a note from Leonard saying that the challenge episode's already out. So there you go. There's your recap. But um, as we go through it, you know, a garden has issues every year mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. year brings a different issue. Every year is either good, bad, indifferent. It doesn't matter. And this year for me, I've had uh, I had multiple weeks of rain, which led to disease on my tomatoes. They're still producing, um, which led to some diseases on some other stuff. But then we had like three weeks of 95 degree plus heat. I mean, you go out my garden, man, you can just see it. Yeah. You can just see the damage and the issues, not to mention 
I put in a wild garden this year. Um, I redid it over the winter. And when I redid it, I got some just dead soil. I call it bad soil. It's not toxic. It's just dead. Didn't really have any nutrients or anything. And the way I can tell is because every time I fertilize it, things perk up. So I can tell that there's issues there. You know what I mean? So I need to rebuild my soil. But that's a big part of my garden. So... Um, do you want to go, let's talk about what you've learned so far out of like what your thoughts are thus far. Yeah. So uh, how many episodes can you search for the backyard gardens podcast? that has planning in the title or the description or in the opening, right? They're a bunch. Cause we know that it's something that's really important when it comes to, you know, getting your garden planted, right? right. Planning how you're using your harvest. And I came into August kind of thinking I was going to wing it, you know, like I was going to fake it until I can make it. Like I see there's food out there. Yeah. I had a couple of ideas about some things that, you know, I can make as meals, but so much of what I generally use from the garden, it's added to, right? Like in some cases it's 70% of the meal and other cases it's 25%, but it's kind of happy go lucky. And this is the second year that we've had the intention of, the only thing in your bowl or plate is from your garden and it's still hella hard for me the first day reenactment the first day i kicked ass man i had you know a a dry old sweet potato from you know last year's harvest i had chard i shell sunflower seeds that i still have from last year's harvest right you know i had some tomatoes and cucumbers there's some picture somewhere on the interweb about this it was wonderful i ate that meal at 9 45 at night (laughs) it's like i'm pushing myself to get it what were you doing up so late Hmm? What were you doing up so well, late? Clearly, I had I woke back up after my okay. evening nap to say I still haven't eaten. You know, um, my wife and, calls it her pre-nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a different there's a different recording somewhere floating around the internet about uh, me cooking at nine fifteen at night with a little bit of wine. Yeah. Um, but anywho, like it's all to get to this point of all right, let me pull something together. So the biggest lesson so far has been I have absolutely underplanned for this. And it's very easy because I'm not going to starve if I don't eat that day. I'm not going to starve if I don't eat from the garden that day where I just say, okay, all right, we're going to do better tomorrow. And we knew come and I really wanted to do this challenge. We knew coming into this month that this was going to happen. And this was us kind of meeting each other in the middle. August still isn't the most ideal day for or a month for me. August is a crap month for you. Um, But all of that said, I still haven't made the most out of what's in my garden. Yeah. So I have, I want to, to prepare these meals for the sake of thriving, but that's just not what my garden's producing right now. You know, yeah. for the greatest enjoyment is another way to, to say it. And my garden isn't producing that right now. I don't have that in the, on the shelves and I just have to decide whether or not I'm just going to go for surviving that meal uh, and get through this challenge or, you know, am I going to look forward to next year and say, what changes can you make again? Well, and and I, I want to reiterate, I'm going to stutter through this sentence, excuse me, how last year, the biggest takeaway we had is we need more diversity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went with diversity, but I did diversity wrong. Mm. 
And what I, what do I mean by that? How can you do diversity wrong? It's the best thing in the world, right? Well, no, it's not when you're talking about food because what I did is I planted a little bit of everything. Yeah. And I put all of my eggs into one basket and I've done this in other aspects of my life before. It never works out in my favor. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. But, you know, it's like my okra, for instance, um, dead soil didn't grow. Mm-hmm. My my beans, they got diseased. My green beans, they got diseased, not producing. Um, out of 15 cucumber plants, three of them are coming up. Um, don't know why I'm having cucumber issues this year, but I am. So now I'm just about to start getting cucumbers now, which is really late for me. Um, I did. I went really, really, really heavy on squash and zucchini mm-hmm. because I was totally anticipating squash by more wiping me out. And it did not um, completely wipe me out. Um, more to come on that in transparency month, which we'll have at the end of the year. Um, <laughs> so I went heavy on that. I did a couple. Um, I did a few peanuts, some potatoes, a couple of sweet potatoes you know, and all this stuff, but there wasn't enough for me to necessarily harvest off of daily. Yeah. So I'm getting weekly harvest of some of these things. Um, I went out the other day and even though my tomatoes are diseased, I still got like five or it's a broad range, but somewhere between like five and eight pounds of tomatoes, Mm -hmm. but it's just tomatoes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, Moving forward, what I had said is, I was like, you know what? I need to do, I need to be more aggressive in my planting, more succession sowing. So I have, if you've seen any of my videos, you know that I've got a couple tomato plants that I've replanted and they're going well, mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. growing to where they can harvest now. They're in that stage where they're not really, they're growing, but they're not producing You're still fruits. two months off. I hope I'm not two months off. I hope I'm, days, I, yeah. I hope I'm a month off, mm-hmm. to be honest, but we'll see how that goes. But moving forward and just thinking about that, it's like there's not enough to come off of because of the extreme heat we've had, mm-hmm. the dryness, the temperatures, the sat and the other. And so it's like I'm testing corn again this year. So I have an, um, like a very small patch of corn. And I've stated this in other episodes where like we're planning our gardens and I'm like, I have so much space. I don't really know what I, I need to do, what I need to plant. And I do know what I need to do. I need to plant these beds heavier with certain crops. I need to start mm-hmm. a whole corn bed, an entire potato bed, an entire, not an entire, but maybe four okras instead of one or two okras, you know, um, a tomato bed, a pepper bed, like more of these plants so that I can get more off of because I'm a big preserver. So, you know, that kind of helps. So I did what you're saying you need to do. How's that working out? But you want to know where I got it really wrong? (laughs) Go for it. If this challenge was in October, then I'd be rocking and rolling. So it didn't occur to me as I was in my hustle to get spring things planted, to get summer things planted. And by hustle, I mean like turtle yeah. <laughs> speed my okra plants are about knee high i'll get okra towards the end of the month maybe right you know uh, from what i planted them to when they're going to produce my timing 
is all wrong. So I have the quantity of okra that I would want to get me through the month. I have the quantity of white potatoes to get me through the month. I definitely have, if nothing else, I got peppers and I have uh, leafy greens, kale and collards. Um, However, I enjoy collards a certain way, right? And that doesn't quite connect with the challenge, right? Kale, I definitely could enjoy throughout this challenge. So it's not, it's not that I don't have things in my garden to make up. I have the quantity for the things that I like. I'm still lacking a bit of diversity, but it's the, the timing of it. So when I planted my tomatoes, May 25th, as an example, um, I would basically be eating green tomatoes half of the month. Yeah. Based on when I planted them. Right. You know, so another thing that I didn't do separate from the challenge, but to your point of heavily planting, I don't like it. I have two and a half beds of varying sizes, two and a half, three beds that are empty right now. Empty. Going back to the planning piece of it. So what I did for spring, I've eaten already. That's done. What I've, planted grown harvested eaten that's done and those spaces didn't have any quick turn crops right anything that i could have when i pulled them out in june that could be like on the tail end of this month enjoying right or better yet focused on growing something in those open spaces which allows me the freedom to enjoy more of what is already grown and matured right right you know because i i need what's in my garden beyond august so there's always that balance too well, I, I just did a video about propagating and it, within that video, I talked about um, the growing cycles of plants. And so one thing that I know, um, and this comes from me growing um, bonsai is because there's certain times to trim and not to trim in order to develop a shape of a tree. And plants across the board, generally speaking, operate the same way. There's spring, you get a flush Mm -hmm. of growth, Mm -hmm. then the heat comes, and then the plant essentially will end up going dormant. And then as you cool, and it can only be a couple degrees cooler, you know, once you get out of those high 90s, mid 90s, stuff like that, and you start to cool down a little bit, then they go back active again. It's a survival mechanism. So within that survival mechanism, you have to think during this challenge when we're growing and I'm like, okay, August and I, and Batavi even said like August probably isn't the best month for me, which she's exactly right. It's not. We the, knew it going in though. And you were a, a gentleman and a scholar. I was. Cause you knew that I wouldn't have much of anything in July, especially right. the way I was gardening when we started talking about this two years ago. Right. And so if you look at my garden now, like what's really producing are like your heat loving plants, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my black eyed peas and my um, black beans are really producing right now. So everything else is kind of like I'm getting some tomatoes, but then some tomatoes are dropping off, stuff like that because of the heat. Um, you know, my squashes are just burnt slap up. I can't keep them watered enough right now. And we are expecting to get, um, about a five degree temperature change. It'll be 90 and 88 for the next couple days after tomorrow or something. It'll be 96 tomorrow. So we should start to see that change a little bit, a little bit cooler nights. Um, when I say cooler, I don't mean like 50 degrees or anything. It'll still be Mm -hmm. 75, 78 degrees at night. Um, but that little bit of break from that heat 
is going to re-energize the plant and let it grow again. And so that's something to keep in mind too, that I need to keep in mind in the future is during this heat waves that we get, I need to be prepared. Now I've also planned my garden out in a different manner. I planned my garden out, you know, my peanuts, my sweet potatoes, my potatoes, um, my, even my black eyed beans and black beans, they are all crops grown with the sole purpose of harvesting towards the end of the year mm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and um, easy preservation, meaning, you know, you just keep them on the shelf or something like that, dried or whatever, cured, we'll say. Um, so that being said, there's a whole period of this month in which <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't really use some of these crops. And so moving for even okra, okra is another one, like it does really well in the heat. But until it gets that heat, it doesn't like to grow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you. Um, so as a disclaimer, I am pouring myself into extending my garden season. So I'm coming out right now and saying I may not get this shit right next year either. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm introducing this thing that's pretty new to me, which means that, you know, some of these things may carry over into spring. So let's put that disclaimer, bookmark it, Leonard. Um, but specifically back to August, um, it occurred to me as we were talking before we started recording that I have been continually gardening um, in the way that I did before. Right. So by default, if I planted my garden out in June, most of the things that I was producing, again, a lot of heat loving crops, but some other things, a lot of the things I was producing, I basically would get like the big hauls towards the end of the traditional growing season. So as summer wrapped up to fall. Right. And I was growing a smaller quantity of things back then, but that was kind of just my way. Right. Like you're getting a cucumber here or there, you know, but mostly you're waiting for me. If I'm planting in June, I'm waiting until late September, October. Right. You know, to really start getting a basket full of food. And so as I've changed my garden style, meaning I'm planting at different times of the year, planting different crops, I still move around the garden in that same way. Yeah. So this is the answer to why. If you've asked me in a comment on a video of mine, how are your collard greens so big? I really think it's because I, I leave them and don't harvest until, right? You yeah. know, and so that may or may not be true, but that's the only thing I have left as far as the, the why. Such a blessing. It's not something that I begrudge at all. But go back to everything else. I have a week scheduled off in September. Because I know that's going to be a week where I have a whole bunch of stuff growing, coming out of the garden. How am I going to manage it? Right. You know, and so that isn't still while that's a whole I mean, our ancestors have done this for eons. So that's a whole method, putting up food for the winter for the time you can't garden. It still doesn't answer the question of what happens in June and July. You know, like what happens in August. Right. So not only am I kind of wired and I'm needing to rewire myself, a side note. Uh, This isn't a community gardens podcast where I'm a little bit more casual, but I'm going to say this anyway. I am watching Westworld for the first time ever. And so you will hear references to the way that we are wired. And here is one. Not only am I wired to say, okay, wait until you get a bunch of a thing and then work with it. 
right? I'm also planting in that way when it comes to, I'm not doing a lot of succession planting. I'm planting things later, which means they produce later and so on. Um, So it's definitely not what I've done this year for the garden. Definitely did not set me up in the best way for August. Uh, It's still an opportunity to make some great strides. However, I knew August was coming. And when I was planting in the spring and in the summer, I didn't consider that. Some of these things, I just didn't know any better. Some of these things I absolutely did. Yeah. Um, So what season of Westworld are you on? I'm on season three. Okay. So I only watched season one and I stopped watching it because I couldn't get out of my head how hard it must be for the actresses just to sit there nude all the time. It just was (laughs) shocking to me. Like, I tried to watch season one, like, this is probably the third time. Yeah. Um, and I did the same thing with the Game of Thrones, which is a really popular series. So far, I mean, it's not, in, it can't touch Game of Thrones when it comes to the epicness. But I'm powering through uh, to get to the current season, season four. Um, it's not my genre of television, but again, I'm sticking yeah, with it. It's right up my alley, but the, the, all the nudity and stuff was just like, Wow. I should be planting seeds instead of, you know, binging that. But you should do both at the same time. (laughs) But I mean, you know, if I think back to my garden and I think about when am I harvesting the most, Mm -hmm. it's going to be February, March, April, May. And then July, September, November are the times that I harvest the most. You know what I mean? Every so, other month that I didn't mention is like a transitional period for me. Yeah. And so we're coming up into the time in which I have no idea when this episode's coming out. We just we're talking. We're like, we got to record this right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so every other like we're coming into a time at the time of this recording, which is in the middle of August, that I will start transitioning my garden over. So I will have some things to harvest, but all in all, my harvest will dramatically drop as I wait for other things to grow. Mm -hmm. And so as I do my planning in the future, I need to plan for that and say, okay, but the question for me, you know, it's like, how much okra can I eat? You know what I mean? Like, honestly, two plants is more than enough for me, but having a third plant may do me good for that, you know, that error or something like that, that can come out of, you know, something that happens within my garden. But do you really? So I'm going to throw, what do you mean? Do I really, uh, well, do you really need to change that? Because the challenge is, are you producing enough to fulfill your desires for, in this case, August 31 days, right? And, is that really our intention more long term? Right. Is it a combination of yes. you accepting and recognizing? Well, let me finish my thought because I'm kind of talking to other people, too. Are you accepting and recognizing that there are going to be kind of peaks and valleys in your garden? Yeah, I accept and recognize that, but I also accept and recognize that I can plan a little bit better to alleviate the valleys. And instead, instead of having a valley, I can have peaks and plateaus. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I, um, I've been playing around with spring and for sure summer and going into fall for enough years to know that I can grow things throughout that entire period of time. And I have the desire to, 
And I'm okay with like, you know, it's taking some time. This isn't the whole three year Batavia thing, but I'm okay with this taking some time. Um, but I'm not, I'm not taking enough action to your point of you could be planting. I don't remember if this is a part of the episode or what we were talking before, but you could be planting more intensely, more aggressively. That's me. Yeah. I, I can be planting more aggressively think. And by what I mean by that is, you know, Hey, my green beans have a disease. Okay. Then replant them. Don't just watch them die. Like let's move on from it. You know what I mean? Hey, my okras are messed up. Okay. Well, let's drop some seeds. Let's go ahead and just take care of that situation. Um, There's also, there's also this thing about the right things, planting the right things. So you, you've talked quite a bit about like if your peanuts had come through and I'm sitting in the chair wondering like how many peanuts was he really going to get? That's what I'm thinking. I don't have no idea. (laughs) I got no clue. I could get, I mean, I, I know as of right now, um, I did a garden tour and I picked up a plant to move like just to show and I saw a peanut pop out of the soil. So I know mm-hmm. I have peanuts mm-hmm. as of a month ago. So the way I'm looking at it is like at this point, I'm just producing more and more peanuts because uh, they're another one that love the heat. So I know like, okay, they're producing more and more peanuts. Like I got no clue. How, I mean, I could get five peanuts. I can get 500. I have no clue. Um, And that's part of this whole thing, too, is trying to see what you're going to get out of a plant. You know, I'm doing a lot of new crops this year versus previous years where I haven't. You know, last year um, I tried corn and it got too cool and they just stopped. So this year I planted more. Um, Some of them worked out, some of them didn't. So I'm just letting what I have go to see what I can get because that's the only way that I can learn. But if I do get something off of it, I'm like, okay, I know that I can get something off of it. Let's plant more densely mm-hmm. and get more of this instead of let's do, you know, six ears of corn here and let's mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. five bush beans here and let's do four tomato plants over here and three tomato plants over here. And, you know, instead just say like, hey, this is I'm going deep. I'm going deep on this one. I bought some um, sweet peas, um, you know, green peas, yep. frozen sweet peas. And I said, gosh, I said to myself, if I would have grown more, I could have frozen them. And then I thought as I was going to the checkout, gosh, how many green peas would I really have had? The recipe called for like two cups, I think. And I'm, I'm probably knocking the recipe in half anyway. So a couple, like how many plants do I need to put it, seeds do I need to put it in the ground yeah. to grow enough to put away green peas? And that's always the code that I'm trying to crack. Um, so I vote for growing more corn if you plan on eating more corn, yeah. if you want to eat more corn. Um, because obviously the more you grow of that, you, you, you're sacrificing that space to something else. Bless you. No, you're exactly right. You are sacrificing space for something else. But at the same time, like I sit there in the winter time and I make my garden plan. And as I do it, a lot of times I struggle with how much I can put into an area. I'm like, well, I got, you know, I'm going to have this blank spot and this blank Mm -hmm. spot and this blank spot. And then I turn back around and I say, no, let's do if I do, you know, corn in one bed then I know that that one bed's going to be corn, which in turn will make it easier for me to 
um, take care of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Corn's a heavy feeder, needs more water, this, that, and the other. So there's that. You know, it's just like me taking and making one bed. Each year, I make one bed for uh, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's worked out for me. Why don't I do that moving forward? Because I can put more into that space because I know what they're going to what they're going to produce. Yeah. I mean, there is the asterisk around um, the principle of, you know, um, I don't know what it's officially called, but kind of the confusion of plants. When you, when you, when you treat a single bed as a kind of a monocrop bed, then you're potentially introducing, you know, um, all of those predators to that one bed. You know, that's my, I like to garden with a thing, like the entire bed is, is full of the thing. If I want to grow that much of it, it just makes it easier on me. Um, I think that one of the good things about this challenge and then just in these last handful of years of us gardening, um, you said, and you said it more than once. So I know that kind of this is fact for you. Two okra plants are enough. Yeah. If the two okra plants produce, they're enough for y'all. And I think that that's really important. It's the once you figure that out, vegetable by vegetable, you're in a much different place when it comes to where we are, you know, for the August challenge. Yeah. Right. You know, so um, two plants is enough. And I think you give yourself some grace when it comes to if some disease or weather take them out. You know, and to your point, you, you do have a bit more time in the growing season where depending on when they're taken out, if they are, you can actually plant again. Um, so I think but see, that's realizing- really hard to, to know is that, oh, I can plant again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, you're preaching to the choir, man. I mean, I, I probably have more opportunities to resow than I, I give myself. So let me put it to you this way. I, I'm growing um, right now. I have five uh, Roma tomatoes growing. And mm-hmm. now I also have five more Roma tomatoes that are going for a second crop. If they go to fruit, then I will double my harvest off of them. Now, if I hadn't planted those tomatoes... I wouldn't have anything there or I would have something there. I'd probably be struggling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, struggling to get something started by seed, this, that, and the other. It's really hard to direct. So here in the summertime, cause you just have to keep it so moist. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm also playing with that a little bit, you know, mulching on top, stuff like that, just to kind of see what I can get out of it. But if I, if I think about that, then it leads me into the path of, okay, now I know if it works this year, I know that in July, when we start getting, we, you, it seems like every year we get like a week or two of rain and that's when the disease really sets in, mm-hmm. that I know that now I can put in another tomato plant. So what does that mean for me? That means that I need to start, um, I need to start a late sowing of a couple tomato plants inside just to have them ready for that in the spring. So that when I go to do this, I can have a crop ready to go, put them in and grow them. You know what I mean? Now, to be frank, these were tomatoes that I had grown from seed in February and I had them left over. I stuck them outside and I didn't even water them. I just let the rain water them. You know, they were um, based. There was some root rot in there when I took them out. But I was at, at that point. I was like, what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, I can't start them from seed. 
I damn sure enough wasn't going to go buy them because I'm trying to grow everything myself from seeds. So I stuck them in the ground to see what would happen. And sure enough, they're starting to get tall and they're looking green and they're looking like spring tomatoes. But when you look at my other tomatoes, they're shocking to look at. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is all about me just learning how, okay, I got the diversity thing cracked. Now it's about the quantity portion. And then it's about the succession planting. I'm not even going to say sowing. I'm going to call it succession planting portion is like, okay, what times of year can I put in more of this crop to get more? Yeah. I, um, I had probably 20 tomato plants that I didn't plant. Maybe I have 10 or 12 tomato plants in the garden. And of those let's call it 13 because three are doing well and 10 are not right right and so it's funny because i realized they were not doing well early enough where if i still had some uh transplants i could have put them in the garden yeah because i know generally again this has been years ago but i know i've planted tomato plants in july and i'm talking about right before the frost i'm again i have mostly all green tomatoes However, I am increasing the likelihood that I'll have more tomatoes for the purpose of um, canning and creating some tomato sauce and some diced tomatoes and so on. Um, I don't know what my preserving for tomatoes in particular is going to look like this year. Um, So there is that. But I think that, you know, when it comes to summer crops, they're few and far between that I have an opportunity to re-sow. However, think about how little it would have cost me if I would have uh, kept some of those transplants or started some uh, some tomatoes from seed maybe a little bit later after that first round. You know, like there's I generally don't like the idea of the just in case plants, but I'm kind of learning, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when I think about one of the um, mistakes that I made this year was I direct sowed too much. Um, along with my spring crops and it took my okra is as little as it is because it was overshadowed by some spring crops. I left the spring crops in place, didn't pull those direct. sowed, got my timing wrong. And so my okra is just starting to take off where normally I'd have, you know, okra that's really sizable. I'd already be harvesting okra and I'd have okra that was really sizable in July. Yeah. It didn't start taking off until the last week or two. Right. And so it'll produce pots and that's fine. But you go back to the timing of it all. So now I'm basically rushing to the finish line of, you know, the end of the typical growing season. Yeah, exactly. And that's 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 the hard part. So um, basically taking it away from all of this, I've, I've learned that I need to be better at replanting, recognizing a problem and taking an action not just, you know, trying to treat it, treat it, treat it. But, you know, like, hey, this is going to grow. I have time. Let's do this. And then really planning out, thinking about my diet more and what mm-hmm. uh, my family likes to eat and then planting more of a crop. So, you know, this year I did actually do a full bed of potatoes uh, white potatoes this is my first year and I actually did a full bed and it worked out well. So I'll, I'll continue to do that and I'll probably expand into a bigger bed next year for that. Um, but then also recognizing that like, Hey, two okra plants are enough, but let's go ahead and put in a little bit more just to make sure, you know, 10% rule like, Hey, let's add another 10% just in case there's an issue. Keep something on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it's like my cucumbers. If they would be producing, we'd be having a different conversation. Um, they are starting now. They're very slow. But if I would have seen that there's issues, re-sowed them, and then at the same time, and I know this is kind of a lot, but put some in pots at the same time to have on standby, when I noticed there was a problem, I could drop a transplant in, and I guarantee you I would be in better shape if I put a transplant in than direct sowing, just because you're eliminating that time frame in which you have to wait. So cucumbers, I, I don't feel like how they I, they would save the day. I think the principle is the same, though. Um, my biggest two items, if I kind of think about what you've shared, number one is time, my timing. Yeah. Right. Um, and number two. So this is I've had this in my head around around timing and being unsure of it. But I'm watching kind of my miscalculations um, my typical, like the, the bit of dragging my feet, I'm watching it burn me in the garden, right? Um, I did a video around, I thought that there were collards, but they really were something else. And I said on the 29th of June that I should probably sow more seeds. I didn't sow them until July the 15th. Had various experiences with it. So two whole, I lost two weeks. That's yeah. losing it. I lost two weeks. Um, and not realizing the challenges that I need to overcome. And so, again, I'm a month later. Right. Um, so the timing of it all throughout, I kick butt at the beginning. I'm very proud of the timing that it, um, I used starting my seeds back February, March, going into April. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a downward slope. Um, and then the s- second thing, which I still I'm going to fold into timing of the 1.5 uh timing is the combination between direct sowing and uh, starting seeds indoors so zucchinis any of the summer squash even winter squash that i had plans on growing cucumbers and melons were all things i direct sowed this year, you know, half of them did fine meaning they actually germinated and they're growing the other half didn't and, but everything is like, you know, rolling our finger, crossing our fingers for August pr- uh, production. So there's that where I know I have previous experience where if I had transplants that I started from seed that I could put those into the garden and even do a combination of the two. Second thing is um, it's related to like the the not constant sowing. I told you that last year as a part of different episodes, still the same thing. Yeah, I'm not. I, I am tapping out once I get a garden planted out and I'm not staying at it. I'm not being diligent enough. Yeah. And that's something that we need to think about too is, you know, when it comes to keeping things on the sidelines, you know, like don't be worried about it, um, but make it easy for yourself, less friction Mm -hmm. and thinking about what does better direct sowed. Because Mm -hmm. if you, if you want to direct sow it, Here's my new thought process. If I if I know that I can direct sow it, then why can't I direct sow it and start something in a pot at the same time and let it grow? You know, because we know like zucchinis and stuff like that is generally recommended you don't because they grow so fast. So it's like, hey, let it get to a point and then take it out and put it in the ground. And then you've got a plant, you know. That's what um, I did last year and I had much better results. I did a combination of direct sowing a couple had already started a couple, you know, and that was my attempt at, um, secession sewing, so to speak. 
right? This year I didn't do that. And and the way I look at it is if I didn't do it this way this year, I wouldn't know that I need to go back to the previous way. Right. Yeah. You know, so and next year, who knows? I could probably direct so at this, you know, same time and maybe have different results. Um, but I am changing that path just to get more timely harvest yeah. of more diverse crops. Right. Bottom line. Quantity of diversity is the new name of the game. <laughs> Everybody, we are not going to do a recipe of the day. This was a very off the cuff conversation. We were talking and just said, hey, we need to go ahead and record this and be transparent with you guys. Um this challenge is this is exactly what this challenge is for. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. it is not to eat food. It is to learn about the way you garden and to adjust in the moment. So um, it is a huge success in my mind for me. Um, I'm thankful that we did it. If you guys want to support us and help us be successful in other aspects and you can at Patreon, YouTube, Teespring, um, T-shirts, all that stuff. Please check us out and come back and see us next week because we're going to continue with our regularly scheduled program. And until then, see ya. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.